Father, thank you for your word and thank you for the Holy Spirit that administrates it and grows us up in all aspects into Christ. Lord, we see, you know, new life everywhere. We want to continue to just be your laborers in the field, Lord. And so we open our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right. This week, we're going to be in John chapter 4, verse 39 through 42. Uh, Or was that last week's? Okay, sorry. Last week's slides. All right, I can use this. And I, I don't remember, once I get to it, I'll probably remember what your assignment is, so I'll let you know then. But here's what we've covered so far. We, we knew baptisms were coming this month, so what we wanted to do is uh, just do a little mini take on how do we live unashamed of the gospel. Number one, know what the gospel is. Number two, see the Father's heart to make sons and daughters. He delights in doing it. Let's participate. Number three, own the responsibility of being Christ's and heaven's ambassador. We not only represent the person of Christ, we actually represent the culture of heaven. That's why we like projects like Unity uh, at the East OCRC. Be led by and in touch with the Holy Spirit daily. And then number five, know with conviction that Christ is the best thing that could happen to anybody. It's not like we're inviting them to the uphill way. Amen. I mean, you look at these people that are experiencing new birth and then we're laying hands on them, we're prophesying them, they're crying tears. You know, it's tears of joy, man. I've never met somebody meet Christ and then go kick rocks like this is the worst thing I've ever done. Jesus is an affinity to the human heart. Does that make sense to you? He's, He's an affinity to your soil in your heart. All right, so let's move to the last one. If I have it, let's see if I do have it. Yes. This is important because some of you got some terrible, stinking thinking. You think wrongly about yourselves. You need, the most humble thing you can do is agree with who God says you are. And it's arrogant for, for you to think you know yourself better than He does. That's just arrogance. Because He's numbered the hairs on your head and you have no idea what number number seven is. So he knows way more about you than you know about yourself. And if he says you're the good seed that's sown into this earth, then that's what you are. You are the good seed. Everybody say, I'm the good seed. <laughs> Let me show you the scripture. It's right out of Matthew chapter 13, 37. Jesus answered and said to them, explaining the parable, He who sows the good seed is me, the Son of Man. Verse 38, the field is the world and the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. But the tares that are sown alongside are the sons of the wicked one. When you go to Walmart, you are the good seed. Amen. When you go to a restaurant, if you go out to eat today, you're the good seed. When you go to the family gatherings, you're not the black sheep, you're the good seed. And you've got to quit identifying yourself with who you used to be. Giving more credence to how you've behaved or your feelings about yourself than honoring God's Word. We have to start, uh, sorry, stop arguing with God and humbly accept who He says that you are. We like to yeah, but the truth with how we feel. He says, you know, 
You're the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21. And we're like, yeah, but. Did you see what I did the other day? We yeah, but the truth with our feelings. We yeah, but the truth with our behaviors. We yeah, but the truth with our stinking thinking. And here's what you need to do. Yeah, but your feelings with the truth. Yeah, but your behavior with the truth. One of the best things we can do, and I'm an expert at it because of how many mistakes I've made. 53 years old. But one of the best things we can do for 612 students, for our young people, how I many of you know, as teenagers, we're all figure, you know, figuring it out. Figuring life out, much less scripture and our daily walk with the Lord. One of the best things we can do for them is encourage them that when you fall, get up. Amen. Get up and keep going. I told one of our young people this week, I would not be doing what I'm doing right now if I had not learned that something bigger was happening through my mistakes. If I had not learned to get up and realize God has a plan and I'm not going to write my story, I'm going to let Him write my story. Amen. Amen. So no more arguing with the Lord. You are the good seed. And the good seed points people to Jesus Christ. The vine, the lamb, the Son of God. I would even say this. I I think... yeah, I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man be in Christ. Right. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that, that speaks to how we'll identify ourselves again by who we used to be. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Paul, you know, he lists off in verse 9 and 10, adultery and lying and fornicating and all that. And then he says in verse 11, and such were some of you. He didn't say they did, that they did those things. He said they were those things. But if any man is in Christ, I am not those things. And I'm going to elevate God's word and who he says I am over how I feel about myself when I've done a big piece of stupid. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, that word when I was doing a, a soap through John chapter 8 and seeing the woman caught in adultery and just revisiting that story, looking for observations and listening to the voice of the Lord. And he said so clear to me, He said, do you see once again, Steve, I am not your accuser. I am your advocate. When you stumble and fall, I am there. But I am there to pick you up and say, hey, let's go and sin no more. Let's keep going. You've got to have a stick-to-itiveness if we're going to be able to bear fruit long term. And let me encourage you with this. I told uh, one of our young people that uh, this, this week, an apple tree is still an apple tree. An apple tree is still an apple tree, even if there's no apples on it today. You didn't somehow forfeit your whole identity because you did something dumb. Amen? So it's all about humility. The most humble thing you can do is agree with who God says you are. Dare to believe everything He says about you in His Word, no matter how good it is. Just get out of those emotions and that that thought pattern that says, if I do bad, I am bad. My Bible says you're a brand new creation. And Jesus said, if you'll make the tree good, its, its fruit will be good. And that's what he did for you is he made the tree good by putting the good one in you. Amen, somebody? In Luke chapter 10, when Jesus sent his disciples out two by two, they outed themselves as the good seed. They did not conceal the fact they were Christ followers. 
Why? Because they wanted to go into town, let people know they were Jesus followers so they could find people of peace. That there might be somebody there whose ear perks up when they, when they heard about Jesus. And then they can say, you know what? Hey, let me come to your house. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me walk with you. Does that make sense? They didn't, they didn't pretend to just blend in with everybody and hope somebody by osmosis figured out they love Jesus. Amen. They went into town as the good seed. You are an expert witness on who Christ is and what His gospel has done in you. How it's transformed you. So tell your story. Amen? Tell your story. I love what Don Wheeler says. You either have enough to help other people get born again or you're not. (laughs) Make sense? You either have the goods to help somebody. You can't save them, but you do know the person. He lives in you that they need to know and receive. And so you either have adequate stuff for that person to come to know Christ or you're not. Because when you got born again, guess who you got? Him. You got Him. Good word, Brother Don. Hurts so good. Let's go to Acts chapter... Let me see if I... Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Talking about the good seed. Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried. And they laid him daily at the gate of the temple called Beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Wow. Look at us. I think they understand they're the good seed. Sown into the earth to, to share the gospel. They, so the, the guy gave him his attention, expecting to receive like money from them. And Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Wow. They did not say, we really don't have anything. We're really nothing. We're no good nobodies. They said, we have something. (laughs) Let me see. I don't know if I have 11 through 13 on here. I don't see it. So let me read to you 11 through 13. Yeah, brand new Bible. Because it's Bible revival. This is a uh, New King James... Spirit-filled life Bible. Yep. Free promo right there. All right, Acts 3.11. Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this, looking at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? It's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified His servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate. He did this. So there's a great uh, tension here. There's a great balance here. They know they have the goods, but they also know it's Him. But man, can we get a hold of the fact that we do have something to offer? 
Why don't we see more people healed? Why don't, why don't we see? I think a lot of it might have to do with the fact we don't think we have anything. Could you imagine if they had prayed, well, Lord, you know, this guy, he's really suffering and he's been here a long time and I know I'm an old sinner and you're probably not going to do it, but if it be thy will. Man, use your authority, man. I know it's not you. I know it's him in you, but you are the good seed, people. We want to live unashamed of the gospel. We got to change how we see ourselves. I mean, come on, right? We got to change how we see ourselves. We are the good seed. We're the, we're delivering the goods. We're the UPS truck. We pull up. We got something. Now don't fall in love with me because I'm just the truck, but here you go. Here he is. Which brings me to my next point in being the good seed. As good seed, guess what we do? We go out into the world. Listen to me. Do not just hang out in your Christian bubbles. Spiritual family, very important. Right, Pat? Spiritual family, so important to nourish our faith. But we can never forget our responsibility to a couple of commissions that we've been given by Christ as the good seed. Let's look at them. Boy, this is so small, it's just impossible for me to see. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen. Jesus came and spoke to the good seed, and he said, A little bit of authority. <laughs> all authority. Who's got all authority in the earth? Jesus does. What are we afraid of? He's got all the authority. All authority has been given to me in heaven and go therefore and make disciples. Now, it's actually a verb if you, if you eat this passage or Bible hub this passage. Go therefore and disciple. That's a verb. Go, go intentionally invest Christ into other people. All nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We did that today. Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. Teaching them to observe all things I've commanded. The word teach doesn't mean somebody grab a pulpit and sit somebody down and teach them. The word teach here means walk alongside of them. Show them. Model them. Be with them. Well, we've got it so backwards in America. We think the only way to teach somebody is, you know, get in the classroom setting. We've got to come out of the university mindset. We've got to come out of the classroom mindset and get you all loosed into the highways and the byways to go preach the gospel and invest Christ into people. Amen? Go ahead and give Him praise. You're hearing what I'm saying. Amen. And then, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And then here's another one. Look at this one, Mark 16, 15. Jesus said to the good seed, go into all the world, man. Preach the gospel to every creature. Well, Lord, I don't think this guy wants to listen to me. That's not what he said. Preach the gospel to every creature. Out yourself as a Christ follower. (laughs) Well, I might offend somebody. Well, that's their problem. That's their problem. You, you can't change the laws of an entire country and make people act a certain way so one person won't be offended. That's dumb. Yeah, I said it. Tell the whole nation to act a certain way and speak a certain way because we don't want to offend anybody. 
So we're going to out ourselves. Why? Because we know we're the good seed. We're going to preach the good news to every creature. He who believes and baptized will be saved. He who doesn't believe will be condemned. And these these signs will follow those who believe. In my name. That means in my stead, on my behalf, on, on account of me, with my resources. Not you trying hard. But in my name, my character, my stead, my resources, on my behalf, you're going to cast out demons, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink anything deadly that by no means hurt you, and then lay hands on the sick, and they might get better. They will recover. Who said this? Jesus. Jesus, don't lie. Okay, well, I've prayed for people, and, and they didn't get healed, Brother Steve. Well, so, so have I. But that doesn't change the word. If anything, it'll spur me. You know, let me let me dig into this. Lord, is there something? Is there something I'm missing? It's not on His end. Fair? And it's okay. You want to know why it's okay? Because I'm His good seed. I'm His child and I have things to learn. I, I didn't, you know, come out of my mom's womb knowing all things. I mean, I lived in the world all that time. I got trained by the flesh. And then I got born again. And I'm still learning a bunch of stuff. But I'll tell you this. The holiness of God. We need a proper fear of the Lord. The holiness of God humbles me. But the love of God picks me up, man. The love of God. I mean, I'm humble because of how holy he is. And I I see that. But I can't be down because His love edifies me. His love is my strength. He loves me. So when it's found out, about me, what's already been found out about you, and that is that you need Jesus. <laughs> then I, I go to Him. And I let Him teach me. That's what you do. Don't ever let the enemy condemn you. There's therefore now no con- condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Don't let Him condemn you because you prayed for someone and they didn't get well. Just learn. Learn. Let, the, let your time on earth be a schoolhouse. He's preparing you. Amen. That's a good word. While it's easier to spend time with other Christians, we're called to go out of our little circles <laughs> and invite people who may not ever have heard the actual gospel. We live in America, and there's a lot of people here who don't know what the real gospel actually is. But as good seed, what else do we do? We point people to Christ. And I'll leave you with this because I know we're running out of time. Uh, Let's see. Help me, Holy Ghost, to be able to read this. The Lord's been speaking to me about... You know, I've been sharing for 25 years here at Grace Church... And then I was four years on staff as an evangelism pastor in South Oklahoma City. That's when I first got into, quote, full-time ministry. And as much as I love bringing loaves and fishes to people, man, for the kingdom to move, you have to learn to feed yourselves. And the best thing I can do for you is introduce you to the vine. Not propagate a culture where people sit in pews and the only time they hear the voice of the Lord or feed on Him is from a man in a pulpit. I reject that theology. I reject it. 
Because the best thing that can happen to you is you get introduced to Jesus and you feed on the vine. And as I said earlier during worship, that's what's happening at Grace Church. More and more and more people are getting connected to the vine. And then what happens? I mean, they bear fruit. And what's beautiful is they're sharing stories with each other of how good he is. I mean, HOV, they're being honest with each other. Man, I struggled. In the, I was in total darkness here. And Jesus did this for me. I was, you know, I was sitting in John chapter 2 and he did this for me. And, and they're talking. That's how the gospel travels is through stories. How do we know we're succeeding as a church? Transformation stories. We hear, we hear what he's doing. And like I said, it's HOV. Nobody's glorying in themselves. Guess what I did? It's more like, well, I was in darkness, but here's what he did. That's what I mean by you're, a, you're an expert witness on what he's done in you. Tell that story. And all that sharing, you know what it does? It builds community and spiritual family. And we, we connect because you're in love with the same Jesus I'm in love with and I get to hear about it. So I love what's happening. Um, I say all that again to say, the best thing I can do is say, here's Jesus. Good leadership, good leaders, good seed. What do we do? We stand beside you and say, here's Christ, Him. Do not worship me, worship Him. Do not feed on me, feed, feed of Him. Does that make sense to you? So I'm sharing this with the elders the other day, and Ron Bridges says, well, do you know what Revelation 5.5 5 says? I said, no. Uh, he said, John the Revelator is there, and an elder comes to him in Revelation 5.5 5 and says this phrase, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He said, Steve, that's good eldership. Elders don't testify of themselves, right? In a lofty position, underneath serving, how can we help? facilitate people connecting to the vine. He said, elders come alongside of people and say, behold, the one you need to love, him. He's the one. Sound familiar? John the Baptist. John chapter 1, verse 29. John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Good seed, good leaders do not point to themselves. They point to the one that everybody needs to be feeding on. Somebody give him praise in the house of God. Boy, I feel it. I feel this thing. I feel what he's doing. I sense it. And it is marvelous in his eyes. John 17, 6, Jesus said, look at this. This is discipling. I have manifested your name. I revealed you, your very self, to the people you gave me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and I've obeyed and kept your word. That is good seed. That is good leadership. That's discipling. Lord, those that you've entrusted to me that I'm walking with, I showed them you. You want another one? 1 Thessalonians 2.8, New Living Translation. We loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but we gave you our own lives too. This is how the gospel travels. We missed it in America. We thought, well, the guy, you know, there's a guy preaching in the pulpit and you know, the gospel's going forth on Sunday morning. If you want people to get connected to the true vine, I mean really life change, bearing fruit after Christ, falling in love with Christ, give your life to them. Walk alongside of them. Lay your life down. Amen, somebody. This is my favorite. We've got a lot of discipling scriptures here at Grace. This is my favorite one. We loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives. 
I haven't told you every mistake I've ever made. We don't have time. (laughs) But I have told you a lot. I have shared my life with you. Ron encouraged me yesterday. He said, Steve, I love that you're authentic. You do not pretend that you have it all together, that you've never missed it. And he said that fosters humility within the body. It fosters connectivity. Because if, if leadership, all they ever do is share their wins, then we have competition. We don't need competition. We need connectedness. We need that reality that we're all in need of Jesus. And we're all growing. Man, I'm growing. We went back into um, the, the new church app. I'm so sorry. Community group. What's it called? Building in His Presence Community Group. And I've gone back through John because I wanted to be able to connect with everybody. I've been through John before, but I want to connect with you. There's 70-something people on this app. And I get to hear and see what Jesus tells them. And it so just knits my heart to them. But I've learned so much. How many of you know we always have to be teachable? And I go back to John 1 and then John 2 and... You know, we're all the way through John 13 now, something like that. John 15, sorry. But guess what? Next week, as a church, we're starting John chapter 1. We're going to go through John's gospel in its entirety together as a church family. Amen? And we want to hear, you know, some of your observations. You can hear the voice of the Lord. I've, I've never been to cemetery. I mean, seminary. I'm, I'm no different. <laughs> Sorry, that is an old bad habit. <laughs> bad joke, Steve. Bad joke. Uh, <laughs> who said moving on? <laughs> it's still true. <laughs> Some of them are good. Some of them are good. But anyway, uh, what was I saying? Did you say who knows? <laughs> We're going through the Gospel of John. We're going to go through the whole Gospel together. Why? Because you saw the banners out there. We're going to start talking about the authority that we have in Christ. What better way? If you look at how Jesus resisted the devil, what did he quote to the enemy in the wilderness? He quoted Scripture to him. So we're just going to start familiarizing ourselves more and more with Scripture, more and more with His Holy Word, which is good for right training in righteousness and rebuke and all those wonderful things that we can be thoroughly equipped to deal the devil all those damaging blows and put him where he belongs, which is underneath our feet. And so, man, I just can't wait. And I can't wait for us to do it together and then hear people's stories. Another one. Uh, Scott, you guys can come or Matt, whoever's coming. Man, thank you, Lord. 1143. I, I just felt like I'm going to 1145 today and then we'll be done. <laughs> Romans 15. Look at this. This is Passion Translation. Now, those who are mature in their faith can easily be recognized for they don't live to please themselves. Can I get a witness? But have learned to patiently embrace others in their immaturity. Man, remember what we were saying earlier. Good seed. We just come alongside. The best leadership is come alongside someone and point them to Christ. Well, they're not always going to get it. You don't. And so we learn patience and we embrace others in their immaturity. Our goal must be to empower others, look at this, to do what's right and good for them. 
and to bring them to spiritual maturity. That's discipling. That's being good seed. That's not just hanging out in our Christian bubble, but caring about other people and where they're at. I love it. That they do what's right and good for them. I want to get there where the world is. Because sometimes when we look at the world, we want them to do what's right for us. Because we believe it, this is the best way. Do it our way, right? In the elections. <laughs> but I want to get to the point where I'm always sowing into them, sharing with them, because it's good for them. Make sense? And then the last one, 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who can teach others as well. Stand with me. Good leaders, good seed. We come alongside people and point them, behold the lamb, behold the lion. Let me point you to Jesus, the one you need to be feeding on. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here this morning, you say, Brother Steve, I am not born again. You know, I, I sense the life in this room. I sense the Spirit of God in this room. People committing their lives to the Lordship of Christ. Having their sins, their past, washed completely away and brought into new life. I've never experienced that. But I want to invite Jesus into my heart, my being today. If that's you, would you slip your hand up and say, pray for me. That's me today, Brother Steve. Anybody? Don't miss this opportunity. I want to be born again. I want to begin a relationship with Christ. Amen. Amen. If you're here this morning as the gathered church, you'd say, Brother Steve, I tell you what, I'm ready to humble myself and agree with who God says I am, who Jesus the Christ Himself said that his kids are, his followers are, the good seed. Brother Steve, I'm not only ready to receive that, but make a decision to begin to walk that out as my true identity. If that's you, slip your hand up so I can pray for you this morning. There's a special grace on this house. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. To walk in this reality. Anyone else? I'm changing my mind. I refuse to identify myself by who I used to be. Amen. Thank you, dear. Praise God. Praise God. Well, let's pray with them. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we just come into agreement with those 10, 12 people that said, you know what? Enough is enough. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. And I break ties with all that old thinking that I'm that old person. I am not that person. I am the good seed that Christ has sown into my family. I'm the good seed He's sown into this world, into this community, into Grace Church. I'm the good seed walking around. Now, it doesn't go to my head because, Lord, I know it was gifted to me. It's because of You. You're the good one, Father. You're the good one. But You're in me and I'm in You. And so, Father, I break ties today with that old thinking, that old identity. And Lord, I put on the new man, as Ephesians 4.24 says, remade in righteousness and true holiness. And I commit to you, Lord,
to spend time with you each and every morning, letting you wash me once again and remind me who and whose I really am. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said, Amen. Amen.